0: But as believers, a lot of time we get deceived into thinking that because we got saved, now we're on this downhill slide into eternity. Woohoo! And when it doesn't go downhill, or when we hit a bump in the road, God, what happened? What happened? God, change our mindset from that. If you've gotten to the point in your life where I don't know if it's physical, I don't know if it's age to where you are, but there's a maybe a not-so-reverend British drama on TV called Waiting for God. Anybody seen that? I'm not going to get you to raise your hand. Waiting for God, but basically um, there's some very demonstrative characters. Some of them are kind of grumpy and of opinion, but basically it's people in a home waiting for God. They're waiting to go into eternity. But this saved life is not about waiting to get to eternity. It's about living fully where we are. And I pray that God will change our mindset and as a body of Christ. The body of Christ at large has been deceived into something, Heidi, where we're thinking that we're looking for easy street now that we're believers. Now all of those problems are just going to vanish away. And now I just get to float through life with my little wings on my back. I'm just going to float around. Everything's going to be nice and dandy. and kind. No, you've got an enemy that's warring against you. You've got an enemy who wants to undermine everything that God wants to accomplish in you. And not only that, he wants to ensure that what he puts in your hearts and the areas where you have victory, he wants to strip that away from the next generation that's following him. He wants to keep that from being passed on, that spiritual heritage, that spiritual DNA. I'm praying for God to stir something up in our spirits. What I saw in vision in my mind, I was doing some reading, doing some study, and I started sketching out things, and, and it was very simple, very basic, and you don't want to see my drawings. But one thing that stood out to me was one was just the downhill slide and I did the circle with an X. No, we're not looking for a downhill hill slide. Well, we need to look is for the mountain. God, give me the strength. Give me the strength. I want to take the mountain. And I've talked about Caleb in the Bible. After all those years... I've shared it, but I'm going to share it again because it's stirring me right now. After God delivered the children of Israel from Egypt from bondage and slavery, Caleb and Joshua were faithful when they went and spied out the land. All the others looked at that land and said, there's giants in the land. We can't do it. There's beautiful grapes, amazing, a cluster of grapes that they had to carry between two men on a pole, one cluster, that they said the land, there's, there's houses and lands, things have been planted, it's a fruitful place that, that God has provided for us. And 10 of the 12 tr- the spies that came back said, but there's giants, we can't do it, we can't do it, we need to wait. And the people listened to the majority instead of listening to those that had heard and were standing on the promises of the Lord. There was only two that were, were willing to stand, they said, we can do it. Joshua and Caleb. And they endured 40 more years out in the wilderness wandering around while God eliminated those that were unwilling to go in. What a sad testimony. God looked into the hearts of that, the, the rest of the children of Israel and said, I cannot do what I desire to do through this group of people. I will not be able to accomplish it because their hearts were not willing to hear from God. They looked at their circumstances more than they looked on God's promise. But Joshua and Caleb were faithful and God preserved them. And then when it came time to take possession of the land, when when Joshua had risen to leadership, when when God had put him in place and and Caleb was still there, and it came time for them to divide up the land as their inheritance, Caleb, now probably 80 years old, I believe the scripture says 80 years old, 80 years old, wasn't willing to settle for the downhill slide. You young bucks, get in there and possess the land and I'll stay back here with the baggage and the animals and when everything's done, just load me up on the cart and I'll ride on in and I'll get to enjoy it with all of you. No, Caleb said no. I know there's giants up there on that mountain besides the fact that he had to climb a mountain. I know there's giants up there in those hills, but give me this mountain. I'm just as strong today as I was back then. He wasn't even looking at the physical aspect of it, but I believe God had preserved the physical side of him. But he knew that the God who gave him a promise, that God's promises were still, still standing, and he claimed the mountain for himself. Don't settle for the downhill slide. Don't acquiesce to life and and, and lose vision and purpose. It doesn't matter what your age is. Pursue God. Find out what God has you in the earth for. If you're still breathing, God's got a purpose. If you're still here, God's got a purpose. God can change hearts, change lives. Give me this mountain. There may be giants in that land, but my God. Do you know that every time the giants presented themselves in the scriptures, and they were, I don't know what that was like. I've seen some pretty big people, but to have giants roaming around, there were giants that lived in the land. Every time that giants presented themselves to God's people, God gave them victory. God gave them victory as long as they were willing to step in and stand on the promise of God. When they feigned away and when they drew back, then the giants just maintained the territory. They were able to take to continue in that stronghold. When we, when we come back, we're going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 6 with regards to spiritual warfare.. In our lives and in our families, there's territory that we have allowed, Sometimes because we're familiar, so familiar with we never recognize it. And sometimes just because it seemed too big to try to overcome that has been allowed to stay in enemy territory. But God wants it back. God wants our homes, God wants our families to be in his kingdom. He'll save us and our household. God intends for us to walk it out. The promises of God are true. Amen. Are we going to draw back and say we've worked too hard at this? That, that mountains, that giant's too big. That mountain's too high. I can't climb that. It pains me too emotionally. Get out of your emotions. Yeah. Uh-huh. Spirit, soul, body. Yeah. Let the spirit of God govern your thoughts, your mind, your intent, your emotions. And let your body carry out what God tells us to do. We're living upside down. Our bodies, I can't do it because I don't feel good. I'm sorry. I know that we're, we, we have things that we deal with in our flesh. And there may be days when we need to rest and there may be days when we need to recover. But the reality is if you're living your life and you're being governed by your flesh instead of being governed by your spirit and there's a problem, and you need to turn your life upside down and let God get back control of, of how you live. your life, your home, your workplace, your associates that God's put you in contact with, God's going to change our perspectives. And understand, I'm, I'm, I'm stepping over into a sermon now. Can I read one verse? Let's pull up that first verse, Michael. I'll just read it off of the screen. I'm trying to get my glasses, because I'm so used to having to use glasses to read, but I don't have to. Fighting the good fight. I'm not going to get into much of this. and We're not going to release the children or the youth today. Eddie, be at peace. (laughs) You know what? Let me just tell you something. I'm pursuing new ground for the Lord. I believe God's calling us to take new ground. I'm praying about God, where do you want us to be? Pray with me, would you? God, show us where you want us to be. I'm praying for Barton College. I'm praying for an open door in Barton College. We're praying for worship leaders to be able to come and be able to help out with the worship and, and things like that. But I'm praying for our city government, for God to open doors into our city government. I'm praying for God to show us how to minister to people where they hurt. There's a lot of people out there that are trying to live the life to the best of their ability, but the wheel to their cart is square, not round. And they're going through life, boom, 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 trying to figure out. It's just not an easy journey. Everything they try to do, believers, some of us feel that way about life. Everything we try to do, boom, 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 boom. And we, it's, life is hard sometimes. And I want us as a church to do every everything we can in the capacity that God gives us, as the resources that God gives us, as the testimonies that God's put in your life, or the thing that God has specialized you in in life, that you find a place in this body to be able to sow. And I'm talking about if you know business, why shouldn't you be mentoring people that want to grow in their business or need Need insight in that way. If you have have, have uh, got insight with regards to health, how to eat, how to live physically, how to exercise and do things, why shouldn't you be sharing with other people? Just this morning I had a conversation. Someone needs insight in how in nutrition and, and health. It's real it's tangible, it's a part of our life. We're trying to go through life, we're trying to do our best serving the Lord and go where God's calling us to do, but we got boom, 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 boom. The wheels, there's the, the parts of our life that are just hindering us. And if we can help provide people with resources to be able to live an abundant life, it's spiritual, yes, but it's also the physical and the natural, and the, it's the whole being. What if people are trying to recover? I don't know. Statistically, there can be people right here in this place that are struggling with, with, with addictions. Are we so cleaned up and spiritual that if somebody's got a problem, they can't come forward and say, look, I'm struggling. Is there any help? Do we only accept people that are perfect? What do we do about those people that got the square wheels on the cart and they're having a hard time going down the road? I, I, uh, I found, I used to love BC comics and I found one, we won't show it, but uh, I found a BC comic. You know what BC comics are? What? <laughs> BC, BC Comics was drawn by, I don't remember what his name was, but he was a cartoonist and he drew these things about the cavemen back in the day. And one of the main characters, BC, I love it. And matter of fact, that cartoonist got saved. He did a great rendering of salvation in one of his cartoons where this character discovered that his clothes were just filthy dirty and he couldn't get clean. And so he went down the river and he's trying to clean himself off and get the dirt off. And all of a sudden, there's you can see this white starting to come on his clothes, and he, and he turns and looks, and up on a the hillside there's a cross with a red stream coming down to the river, and where that red stream comes across his clothes, his clothes are turned white. Anyhow, that's a sidebar. But he had a cartoon where he shows you know the old thing about the, they're making the stone wheels and things like that when they were inventing the wheel. But there's one about it where. There's a, a triangular-shaped wheel. And he said it's a, an improvement on the old invention. It's, it's an improvement because it eliminates one of the bumps. <laughs> That's kind of like what the world does. You know, we, we have problems, and a lot of times the answer that the world has, it may eliminate one of the bumps, but usually it ends up making some other aspect of the life a lot harder. What's supposed to be a remedy creates another symptom. You understand what I'm saying? But what God's given us is the ability to live life and to live it more abundantly. While the thief's in the middle of trying to steal, kill, and destroy, God says, but I've come to give them life and to give it more abundantly, and God wants to work that through us. Let me just... We're going to get into this. We don't have time, and I don't need to try to even go there, but I do want to read the first part here. A final word. Or in the NIV it says finally. A final word. He's not saying that it's over with. He's not saying it's the end. But Paul's getting to the, to the end of the book. And there's just a few things that he needs to say. He doesn't want to finish up without getting, being able to communicate this to them. He said, be strong in the Lord. What does it mean to be strong in the Lord? Is it just decision. It is a decision that we make up our minds that we're going to be steadfast. We're going to stand. We, we made up our minds that we're going to serve God and we're not going to serve anything else. We have put all of our hope and all of our trust, all of our determination that we're going to be strong in the Lord. But it's not just a decision. This is an imperative here. He's instructing us. He's encouraging us. He's exhorting us to be strong. When the storms come, what are you going to do? Be strong. When adversity comes or when things don't go the way you want them to go, be strong. Make that your mindset. When something batters you or when someone comes against you, don't allow it to beat you down or break you back or somehow diminish you or make you fall under the weight of that and think that maybe something's gone wrong or maybe God doesn't know where I am or maybe God's given up on me or no, that's exactly what the enemy wants to accomplish. No, he said when you're going through things, be strong. And don't just be stubborn and obstinate and resistant and that kind of strong, but be strong in the Lord. If you're going to be strong in anything, don't be strong by reacting with a strong language. You don't be physically aggressive and try to do something. And don't be, don't be reactive like that to life. And somehow, you know, people, there are certain people that you come across in life, and, and when they are confronted with something, they immediately bolster up. They try to they respond aggressively like that. And, and all they're doing is they're just defining their turf, maybe because of their own pain, their own things they've been through. So they define their space and they shut people out. They're being strong, but they're not being strong in the Lord. If we're going to be strong in any kind of way, it needs to be in the Lord. And how do we become strong in the Lord? The only way that we can become strong in the Lord is through relationship. It's not how much we know, but it's the one that we know. Being in the presence of the Lord will fortify you. But it's not a one-day-a-week meal. If I announced that as a church, we were going to go on a one-day, one-meal-a-week fast, that God had given me a new diet plan, one day a week, the, the people who did stay would get thin. But but God never intended it to be like that. We've got to develop our own habit patterns, our own practices of spending time with the Lord, spending time worshiping Him, spending time in the Word. We've got to be strong in the Lord. We need to have a strong relationship with Him. And I'm going to end with this last phrase, and it says, and in His mighty power. Because this is the truth that I really feel like God wanted to get across. Okay, there's several different words that are used for power and next week I'm gonna I'm gonna define some of those things. But but there is um, the word that's used here for his mighty power is the word kratos or kratos, kratos, I'm gonna say it Greekish. Because if you say it authoritatively enough, people will believe you. <laughs> kratos. But it's the same word, it literally is is like dominion. Be strong in his dominion, in his authority. Be strong in his mighty power, in the dominion. (laughs) And what that means is, it's the same word, kratos, is the same word that we get democracy from. People rule. It's the same word that we get theocracy from. Krasi is the dominion, the authority, the realm. Of power. Because, see, we have someone come up to us and they say something to us and it offends us and it hurts us. Because somehow what they said influenced our territory, our space. Because we don't understand who we are in Christ. Jesus had a whole mob insulting and calling him For his crucifixion and accusing him after he had done nothing but love them and pour into them for all those years. And you know what he said? He said, Father, forgive them. How did he have the strength to do that? Because that circumstance and those accusations were not influenced or impacting him because he was of another kingdom. He was in another dominion, another realm. He was operating under another type of power and authority. It's going to take longer for me to get into this and what I want to go into today. But the reality is that God has called us to walk in his authority. While the enemy is doing his best to undermine and drag down and tear up, God says, I want you to walk in my mighty power, my mighty authority. Our authority, our power, our dominion is based on another dimension, another realm, and that's the kingdom of heaven. The word kratos also is related to the word creator. Why does God have authority in the earth? Because he is the creator. It's his. He owns it. Everything, heaven and earth, is the Lord's, and he's got the right to determine what happens in this earth. There are, are levels, and we'll get into this later on, but there are levels of authority in the earth. There are principalities and powers. There's, there's areas that God gave into the hands of man. There's, God, there's areas that are, are in the spirit realm. But there's one thing that dominates and overrules that all, and that is the kingdom of God. And that's the kingdom that we walk in. Jesus was able to walk into situations and speak life or to bring back to life or to speak healing and to change situations and circumstances, to even speak to the the wind and the waves and tell them to be still because he was walking in kingdom authority. He was walking in another dimension and speaking to it that way. God wants us. To learn how to walk there. Not on our own strength and not for our own agenda. Because we're walking in his mighty power. Eternal glory. There, the, yes, for his eternal glory. And here's the thing, folks. The promises that God gave the body of Christ have been here all along. And we've got to realize if God is ever going to be able to accomplish what he wants to accomplish, he's got to have a people to stand up and be willing to go there. Right. Are we going to say, no, the giants in the land, the, the enemy is so well entrenched in the earth, I just don't know, we, we can't do it, we can't possess the land, we can't do it. Or are we going to be able to people say, God, God can give us the ability to do it? Can we be like a Caleb and say, okay. It looks like a big mountain, and it looks like there's strongholds there. It looks like the enemy's well entrenched, but would you give me this mountain? I'm going in. I'm going in. that's, That's what I feel in my spirit. Do I have all the knowledge and all the insight and all the instruction and have all the details laid out and all those things with regards to our community? I'm going in. Lord Jesus, give us this land. Give us this land. Lord, there's giants here. Not everything's the way it ought to be, but it's a promised land, and God's given it to us. Let's go in. Let's go in. We have unexpectedly completely scripted, flipped the script on how this day was going to go here at church. Scott, I guess I need to get you to come down. Scott. There he is. Hey, you're trying to come down here, aren't you? <laughs> I'm not going to go any further. We're going to pray. But then we are going to take time for Scott to yeah, <laughs> to give us some announcements, so don't get up and go yet. I promise I won't preach after, well, <laughs> after we do that, just out of habit, but we're going to receive the tithes and the offering, and Scott's going to come and share an announcement, but Carla is not here today. You know why? Because I've commissioned her to go to some churches and be able to see what they're doing and how they're doing things with Children's Church. We're going to learn from people, and then we're going to do it God's way. Okay? We're going to find out what God's doing and how people are doing things and see what we can do and everything like that. But we got my, I don't know a perfect church. I want to see what kind of resources and things are out there. But I want to come back and say, okay, God, this is what we've seen. Now, what do you want to do with us? Because there's a unique expression of what God wants to accomplish right here. God didn't cookie cutter us out of anything except he had, he's like, we're like a special design. That's where we want to go, so Carl is off scouting today. Amen, let's pray. Come on, Scott. Scott, you'll have to turn that microphone on because I turned it off. Will y'all be patient for just a minute and let Scott give those announcements, and then he'll receive the offering in just a minute. So God, what do we say after daylight today? It certainly was unscripted, and Lord, it certainly was, wasn't what folks had anticipated. It wasn't what I anticipated. But God, I believe that you're intentional in it. So God, call us back to yourself. Lord, turn up the burner, fan the flame, help us to walk back intentionally to you. God, I pray that you would... Lord, for people that may be here today and they don't know how to even get started, or Lord, people that are here today and maybe this hasn't even phased them. God, draw us back to yourself. God, for people that are on fire and just saying, I'm on fire. Just show me where to go. Let me do Lord, I pray that you would continue to lead us in that as well. And God, let us use every opportunity you give us, dear Lord, to speak truth and kingdom authority over circumstances, situations, your God, that we begin to walk it out in our homes, your God, in our relationships, your God, in our own life, God, and in our community. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven.